Boys High School Podcast. Okay, how you doing? We've got some breaking news, sort of. We've got uh, girls basketball brackets for 1A, 2A, and 3A, so we can go into that here a little bit. Uh, what's new on your end? Uh, we had 3A, 4A um, assignments come in last week, so um, I think the official pairings for 1A and 2A are, are imminent because I know all the coaches had their um zoom meetings over the weekend so um to to hash out seeds for for each district so um i think this postseason things happening lindy i think <laughs> i would know why not so um let, let's why don't you go ahead and uh, discuss the three four eight pots uh what uh what are your takes on that you know substate one is uh you know constant bluff jefferson without josh Dix. Um, you know, is in a – or Council Bluffs Lincoln, excuse me, is in a sub-state eight with, uh, you know, a good Johnston team, for instance. Um, West Des Moines Dowling is always capable, although they're they're kind of down this year, so there's no free ride for there. Um, and then, you know, sub-state one, same thing. It said some Central Iowa teams out to Western Iowa. Um, you know, Joaquin Ankeny are with like the Sioux City schools and, and Council Bluffs Jefferson, and you know, kind of did the same thing a little bit with um, Substate Three. They sent West Des Moines Valley over um, into a, a, a Substate with uh, Cedar Falls, which would probably be the favorite, uh, along with Valley, and then the Waterloo schools and Cedar Rapids Jefferson's in there. And Substate Five is uh, Iowa City High and Iowa City West, and along with undefeated Pleasant Valley and then Substate 6, which originally you would have thought Cedar Rapids Prairie uh, was the overwhelming favorite there. Uh, when you look at uh, in there with Hempstead and Senior and Davenport North, Clinton, Bentendorf, but Prairie lost one of his starting guards, Elijah Ward, to a broken hand the other night. So, um, and there's the three-year starter that's that's gone for the rest of the season. So, uh, I I thought in, in 4A, really, Jeff, they, they did a nice job of kind of splitting the power and weren't um weren't opposed to you know kind of sending the the central some central Iowa schools both west and east um which is not to me is a, is a nice thing and uh then you kind of look at some state four real quick um again pretty good job of, of kind of splitting things up some state four for instance uh xavier's in there with a the good washington iowa team dewitt central is a good team as well um, Substate three is Dubuque Wallers having a real nice season. Substate two, the Corps only got one loss, and, and Clear Lake's a really good team, so uh, you probably can see them together. Substate five is Marion, um, Fort Madison, which is number one in 3A, but lost its first game the other night. And, and Clear Creek Command is in there as well. And Marion and Clear Creek Command had a real good game the other night, so. Overall, 3A4, I thought they did a really nice job of, of kind of splitting the power. And, uh, you know, what, as always, as we know, um, geography is still going to play a big part in it. But, um, yeah, kudos, I guess, to to the association for at least attempting to, to try and get uh, its best teams in. So, uh, fire away with the girls. Yeah, first of all, you said uh, Washington, Iowa, and Fort Madison are not in the same state, right? Correct, correct, so yeah. Good. That's, uh, that would have been, uh, you know, a bad miss. But uh, you know, kudos to the, the association for splitting those two up. Yeah, and and you know, um, 
you don't really know always how Southeast Iowa is, at least um, that conference. It's not a big conference, number of teams-wise. and um, So I guess we'll find out how strong, uh, you know, both, both those teams. I think they play again either this week or I think early next week. Um, they already played one sport, Madison one. So, um, yeah, it's nice to see a couple of three schools that or not ordinarily haven't, you know, necessarily been – uh, especially strong in boys basketball, um, be strong in boys basketball. Right. So, right. so yeah. Um, you know, Fort Madison, uh, have they been good since the, the Ryan Bowen days? Is, that, is this the first really good stretch since that? Yeah. I, this is the first time that I can remember they've been this strong, quite frankly. I mean, it, that's always been a conference that Mount Pleasant has kind of been um, the Omer, the, you know, the school, it's always really good. Um, and so this is the first year that I can remember the Bloodhounds being, um, you know, this good. And I was able to see Washington and I were earlier in the year at a, at a tournament at Coke college. I was really impressed. They, they, they pushed the ball and, um, you know, have, have some guys that can shoot it. And they also have a little bit of size inside. Yeah. Good basketball. Um, an area that doesn't necessarily always in, in, at the bigger school level, um, make that big of a presence certainly is right now. Good, good. Uh, anything else you want to touch on on the uh, on the boys side? Uh, I want to hear about the girls pairings, and then maybe we'll kind of flip flop. So, all right, sounds good. Uh, let's see, three A. Uh, we'll start with region region three. Um, Center Point Urbana is the top seed there. They're in with uh, uh, the probable uh, regional opponent was probably is going to be Vinton Shellsburg, maybe Monticello. Um, that's kind of how it looks there. Uh, 3A Region 4, West Liberty still uh, shooting for its uh, first state uh, tournament appearance in five-on-five basketball. Um, they are the top seed in 3A4, and uh, on the other side is Mid-Prairie. Uh, assumptions looming as a possible regional semi-opponent, uh, even though the, uh, the Knights have to go on the road first round. Uh, region five, um, Roland Story and West Marshall are the two ranked teams there and are projected to meet in the regional final. Mount Vernon, which is playing very well right now. I've got a, a tidbit on the Mustangs um, in for tomorrow. Uh, they would uh, favorite to play Roland Story in the semis. Uh, Williamsburg is also in there. Uh, region six, seven, eight, uh, no area teams there. We'll bump down to 2A quick. Uh, let's see. All right, we'll start with uh, region, uh, start with region four. Uh, Denver is there. Uh, MFL Marmac, which is going to win the Upper Iowa Conference, would be a regional semifinal opponent against Denver. Uh, on the other side, probably Upland Parkersburg, maybe Osage comes out of there. Uh, region five, uh, kind of a wide open region. Uh, Jessup is a top seed. Grundy Center is in there. Uh, Cascade, uh, always a, a really good team. Uh, I think Cascade got a pretty nice break by not having to uh, run into Dyke or Denver. So Bellevue's in there. And uh, Beckman, which doesn't have a great record, but uh, plays in the Walmart Conference and will uh, definitely be tournament tested, also in uh, 2A5. Uh, 2A6, Iowa City Regina and Minneapolis are probably the co-favorites in there. Uh, they would meet in a regional final. Uh, West Branch and Wilton have a, 
a tricky first round uh, quarterfinal game against each other with the winner. They're probably getting to play Regina in the uh, uh, would be in the quarters, would be in the quarters, in the semis. All right, uh, and that uh, that pretty much takes care of two A. Uh, moving down to one A. Uh, let's see, da, 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 da. Uh, North Lynn. Uh, North Lynn is uh, down to one A this year. Uh, they're the favorite in their region. They get the first round by in the, in a fifteen team region. They would uh, they should have a pretty easy trip to the regional final. The other side's pretty deep. Uh, East Buchanan, Central City. Central Turkey Valley are all in, on the bottom bracket, and that would a uh, uh, lot of teams uh, could come out of the bottom there. Uh, 1A5, Springville got a good draw based on their win over Northland the other night. Uh, they're the top seed there, the only, uh, the only ranked team in that region. Uh, Baxter, a very good team out of the Iowa Star Conference, is on the other side. Um, Esquawkee's having a really nice year. They're also on the bottom side. Um, yeah, they're probably the best teams on the top other than Springville or um, probably Iowa Valley and Collins Maxwell. Uh, region six, uh, Montezuma, which has been at state the last few years, they're in that one. They're probably considered the number two seed. Burlington Notre Dame would be the one uh, projected to get to the regional finals. Uh, some other good teams there. Winfield Mount Union's got a nice team. English Valley is the uh, uh, South Iowa Cedar League East Division champion. They're in there. Um, and that takes care of that. And that pretty much takes care of the area in 1A and 2A and 3 and kind of a, an express uh, express hit on all that. Have you kind of mapped out according to seeds how many how many schools you think you might have um, get in, Jeff, or is it too early to even? It's probably too early to tell. I think you could probably bank on probably two schools, definitely in 1A, um, maybe a third. Uh, 2A, pretty good chance that we'll get probably one or two in 2A. Uh, 3A, probably a couple. So I would say yeah, probably about six schools in the bottom three classes, give or take. We've got, um, I was figuring it out the other day, there there are five teams left in the state in the, on the boys' side that are still undefeated. Um Three of them are in 1A, Lake Mills, Grandview, Christian, and um, Remsen St. Mary's. Then Mid Prairie is the only 2A team unbeaten. None, no 3A teams are unbeaten. And then uh, Pleasant Valley is still unbeaten in, in 4A. Um, is that pretty similar on the girls' side, unbeaten teams around the state? Uh, we have no area ranked teams in, in girls' basketball. Uh, huh. what, what, do you, what do you have left for the boys? Um, are Mid Prairie and Monticello both still undefeated? No, Monticello's actually lost two in a row. Lost um, in a tournament uh, across the river Saturday to East Dubuque, Illinois, and then got beat by uh, Northeast Goose Lake the other night. So, um, Monty's not. Monty's kind of uh, hitting a little bit of a low here right before um, state tournament, and then them and Mid Prairie will would play or will play uh, to end the regular season. Um, next week, I believe. So, uh, where's that? Where's that game? Kind of determine me. That's at uh, Mid Prairie. So, uh, um, okay. I really want to see Mid Prairie play. Uh, that yeah. I haven't seen play. Um, I mean, they took it to a really good Wilton team the other night, uh, by 30 points. Uh, I have seen Wilton play. Uh, Wilton's got a really nice team, and 
uh, mid parade just took them apart. So, um, uh huh. You know, okay. It's, uh, uh, girls, uh, 5A Johnson's the only unbeaten left. Uh, a lot of people think that Johnson is maybe one of the best uh, girls basketball teams that the state's ever had. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. There's 17 and 0. Uh, 4A, no unbeaten's left. No, one, one beaten's left. Uh, Sioux City Healing is uh, the best team record wise in 4A at uh, 16 and 2. Uh, 3A, no unbeaten's left. Unity Christian is 17 and 1. West Lions, 17 and 1. Uh, Mediapolis is the lone unbeaten in 2A at 18 and 0. <clears throat> and in 1A, uh, we've got four left Baxter, Burlington, Notre Dame, Stanton, and MMCRU. So what's that? Six. Uh, one in 5A, uh, one in 2A, and four in 1A. So we're down to six in, in girls' basketball. How was the rematch the other night, Springville and, and North Lynn? It's, uh, it's high level basketball. Um, uh, both teams played well. Uh, Springville shot really well. Lauren Wilson didn't make miss a shot from the field. She was 11 for 11, including three for three from, from uh, downtown. Uh, 26 points, 17 rebounds. She had a great game. Uh, they had a nice plan against uh, Cameron Kirk from North Lynn. Uh, they had a uh, face guard her all over the place. And Springville jumped to, uh, I think they went by as many as 14. Uh, North Lynn got down to four in the last couple minutes. It's by six, but it was it was a really good game, and both of those teams are certainly top. Well, they're ranked three and six in the, the current rankings. I think they're probably probably three and four uh, in reality. But uh, um, you know, excellent teams, and if uh, if the brackets turn out the way they should, they'll play again in the quarterfinals at Des Moines. How about that, huh? Maybe yeah. they play at Cedar Rapids. You know, <laughs> they'll make them go all the way to Des Moines, right? You know, you or, or they can play in Central City. They can play at Wabeek. Uh, <laughs> Wabeek. <laughs> so uh, there, there are options. Did you were you able to even just take a couple looks at the boys' game out of curiosity there the other night? Really good. Uh, you know they they just run and trap and it was uh, it was over at halftime. Northland went on a big run and. Uh, you know, I think it ended up being about a 30 point game, but, uh, it was, it was pretty one-sided. Yeah. They've, uh, that loss they took, I think kind of woke them up a little bit. They've edged it the other, uh, last Saturday against Edco beat Edco by, I think dozen, 13 points, something like that. And actually I'm going to be out at Lisbon tonight. Um, Lisbon and North Lynn play and, uh, they are for some reason in, in other or the opposite divisions <laughs> in the tri rivers and, uh, they lead their respective divisions, so uh, be interesting to see, um, you know, how Lisbon plays against uh, a team that uh, obviously is starting to really round into form from from North Lynn. So, um, on the east, I think, uh, you know, I think they're probably just a little bit east of, of Springville and, um, and Central City, so I guess that's why they end up over there geographically. And when North Cedar comes in next year, they'll be in the east to balance that out eight and eight. So, yeah, it's just a straight highway shot, right? Thirty to from Lisbon to Calumet Sweetland. So, yeah, yeah. Though back in my day, there was, uh, there was Lisbon, there was Lincoln, there was Clarence Lawn, there was Calumet, there was Wheatland. So six uh, six teams from the same conference, all on Highway Thirty. Was an Olin in your league? Olin was in our league, but uh, they were not. We had to go north on 38 to, okay. to go match up with the Lions. Very good. 
Very good. Uh, uh, what do you got on Friday night, Lindy? Well, I was uh, kind of trying to decide about that. I didn't decide until this morning. I think I'm just going to go to Wash and uh, cover Kennedy Wash. I shouldn't say just go to Wash. I mean, that's two really good, two good four, 5A teams. Um, Kennedy, I think Wash, the last time they played, that was the, the night Hannah Stolke scored 42. And uh, I think that was 73-57 Wash. I think it'll be a good game again. Um, kind of a, an interesting little cycle here. Uh, Let's see, Wash beat Kennedy the first time around. Kennedy beat Linmar twice, and Linmar beat Wash twice. So still trying to figure out how what the pecking order is with those three teams, and I imagine the union will like to see that result before they come out with pairings for five next week. Yeah, yeah. I just got the impression the other night watching the Linmar and, and Wash girls game that came right down to the to the wire. Uh, there are times when I think Stan, Hannah Stolke could not be stopped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I just get her the ball and get out of the way and let her do her thing. And, um, you know, I don't know. That was just my impression from that, from that game. She's, she's got a lot of skill, uh, yeah, really right. Really uh, hundred percent. So, so but uh, Lamar was able to... go ahead. Uh, speaking of Iowa, I'll be up at Madison tonight, uh, 6.30 game, the Hawkeyes and the Badgers. Um, uh, waiting to see what kind of lineup Iowa puts together. Um, you know, I would say um, uh, McKenna Warnock and Gabby Marshall are both iffy after that uh, really physical game against Ohio State the other night. Uh, I was already without four players uh, due to uh, various injuries, so um, – you know, worst case scenario, they could, they could be playing with a lineup of seven or eight. Uh, best case, probably nine. And, uh, you know, uh, Iowa hasn't lost to Wisconsin since 2007. I think that's 24 games in a row. Uh, it's a game they've got to get, got to have. Uh, and then uh, they go to Michigan on Sunday. How fun was that game the other night, Ohio State? I watched quite a bit it, of it. It, it, it was a, a typical Iowa game. Uh, a lot of a lot of scoring. Uh, really, um, really entertaining game. Uh, I think uh, the physical play favored Ohio State down the stretch. Uh, Iowa got a little bit rattled. They had five turnovers in the last five minutes, and uh, not going to win games that way. So, um, you know, Caitlin Clark scored forty three points. Uh, she had a couple turnovers on the stretch too. So, uh, you know what. If you were able to watch a lot of that game, what were your impressions from somebody who doesn't see him every day? Um, Caitlin Clark pulling up from 30 was interesting, you know, <laughs> which, and then, you know, she just kind of shakes her head back and forth like, yeah, yeah, I knew it was going in. So yeah, it's entertaining. Um, it's very high octane. Yeah. Right. It's, it's you very that's how they fan play? friendly basketball. Correct. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Great way to put it. And uh, that's good. I mean, I, I got to think the players love playing that kind of style, right? We think so. So uh, where are you going to be Friday? Um, I think Xavier and Prairie, uh, girl boy doubleheader um, over at Xavier. That's that's the plan. Um, you know, Xavier kind of <laughs> lays in the weeds there, um, you know, playing all four eight schools during the regular season. Yeah. Uh, you know, just kind of hangs around that 500 mark, and and then when the 3A tournament rolls around, there dangerous things. So yeah, they, uh, they gave uh, Iowa City West everything they wanted uh, when I saw them. Uh, I think it was last 
Friday. So yeah, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want them in my bracket, girls or boys. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Got to give a quick shout out to Tri-County ending an 80 game losing streak um, the other day, the other night, uh, the boys did. Hadn't won since 2018, almost four years right on the dot. Um, so Tri-County beat Mel Melcher Dallas the other night. So uh, good deal for the Trojans. Uh, they're the small school in, in that league. And uh, sometimes it's kind of been a little bit of a struggle, but uh Get that nasty losing streak out of the way and uh, just play basketball, boys. So I wanted to point that out real quick. Sorry about that. So, all right. Um, how many um, how many area teams have clinched titles for the boys? Anybody have anything wrapped up yet, or are we still a week or so yeah. away from that? Um, speaking of the the sickle, uh, Iowa Valley has clinched its uh, division. Uh, which gives it its first uh, boys basketball conference title since 1966. So um, congratulations there. Uh, most of the other ones uh, not quite decided yet. Um, they're still, you know, kind of technically um, some things that can happen. So I think that's the only one really that um, – that uh, has, has been decided. Uh, Montezuma took a big step towards winning the other half of the sickle by beating North Mahaska the other night. Uh, that's a team that seems to be rounding back into form. Uh, it's been the state tournament, I think, three years in a row. So uh, look out for them. And then uh, Decor is real close, too, in uh, in the North uh, Northeast Iowa Conference. Uh, that's a team that's uh, lost only one game and uh, is – 15 and one um, continues to improve it's up to number two in the state might be number one next week uh, considering number one this week, Fort Madison got beat. So John Carlson doing a great job there um, with the Vikings and uh, they've been on, they've, they've had a nice little run here the last two, three, four years. And I think that's a program that's just going to continue to, to, um, uh, to compete for Northeast Iowa conference championships and uh i think 1975 was the last time the vikings were at the state tournament so um you never know you never yeah. know that'd, that'd be a heck of a thing 50 40 years later it is so. the girls have uh, made some some progress too uh they're in second place in that in that conference i don't think they have a senior on the roster so um team to look out for in 23 <laughs> outstanding outstanding so yeah hockey this weekend uh, Sunday, a rare Sunday afternoon game. We're actually going to get it in the actual newspaper. Cedar Rapids plays, uh, Green Bay. So, uh, wanted to say thank you to the Rough Riders again for, um, letting us, uh, auction off that, uh, Blues jersey the other night, raised $500 for, uh, the Abbey Center. So, um, very, very nice. Really thought that was a nice piece that uh, KCRG did on, on you and your family. So yeah, um, Chelsea did an awesome job, and very very proud of of my sisters for um, having the courage and the strength to to tell their story. So um, there is help out there, folks. Uh, no question. That's I think that's the thing we all want to um, want everybody to know. If you're if you if you're feeling down, uh, if you want to you know talk to somebody. There's always somebody that can help you. So there you go. There's my last message, I guess, 
for the all day. Right. Well, that's, that's a good one to end on. Um, I think that's all for, for today. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll be talking postseason basketball a little bit more and uh, uh, kind of putting a bow on the regular season, getting close to that at least. But uh, uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for watching. And uh, we'll see you soon. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.